We thank you for our helper, our teacher, our advocate, our comforter, which is the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we thank you for being with us, for walking alongside of us, for revealing the truth unto us. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for bringing back to our remembrance what the word has said unto us. We cannot do it without you. So, Father, I thank you that I have been crucified with Christ, and it's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. And on this day, God, you shall be glorified. We shall give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. And God, right now in the name of Jesus, I speak healing in this atmosphere. I speak that this is an atmosphere of healing on today. I speak be healed, be made whole in the name of Jesus. I curse every germ. I curse every virus at the root in the name of Jesus. Because by Jesus' stripes, we were already healed. Healing is the children's bread. So I send your word out even into the atmosphere, God, to heal, deliver, and set the captives free at the sound of my voice. I say be healed, be made whole in Jesus' name. And I command pain in the body to go right now in the name of Jesus. I command stiffness in the body to go right now in the name of Jesus. I command tumors and growths to go right now in the name of Jesus. I command back back problems to be healed in the name of Jesus. I rebuke sinus pressure in the name of Jesus. I rebuke allergies in the name of Jesus. And God, I plead the blood of Jesus over us in the name of Jesus. And I just say thank you, Father, that it is done, not going to be done, but it's already done. So God, we walk in what's already done in the name of Jesus. God, our wait is over. It was over over 2,000 years ago. So I thank you right now that all of your promises in Christ Jesus is yes and it is amen. That means that it is so in Jesus' name. So we're walking in what's so right now in the name of Jesus. God, we thank you. Now we have decreed and declared a thing. Now let it be established amongst us in Jesus' name. And I speak right now, rise up off of your bed of affliction in Jesus' name. God, you said that many of the afflictions of the righteous, but you have delivered us out of them all. God, we already been delivered up out of them all in Jesus' name. I come against every tormenting spirit that's tormenting minds on today. I speak that our minds are being regulated by this word on today in the name of Jesus. Every spirit of depression go in the name of Jesus. I loose a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness in Jesus' name. God, I thank you and I praise you right now. That the lame is walking, the blind is seeing, the deaf is hearing, every incurable disease is healed in the name of Jesus. Now bodies be restored back to your original state. In Jesus' name, the way you were created to be. Every tissue, every organ, every cell, every gland, every vital sign, every muscle, every tendon, every bone. 
the way God has created them to function. There is no malfunction in our bodies in the name of Jesus. God, I thank you and I praise you right now that it is so. It is done in Jesus' name. Thank you for the miraculous in the name of Jesus. God, we give you glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. 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 Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Isn't God good? He's always good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Nobody like Jehovah. Hallelujah. Come on, we have to tap in. We have to tap in when the word is speaking. You have to tap in. Don't tap out. Tap in. Tap into all of his goodness. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. 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 I love waiting on the Lord. Because in that waiting, there's a fresh wind. Hallelujah. There's a wave of his anointing. Hallelujah. God, we give you glory. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Come on, just receive the fresh wind. Come on, it's moving right amongst you right now. Come on, just breathe in and breathe out. Receive all that God has for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In that fresh wind, there is peace. There is a calmness. There is a refreshing. Hallelujah. God, we thank you for a stillness. Oh, we thank you. Glory be to God. Oh, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. There's a rest. There's a rest in him. When you trust him, you can rest in him. Even in the storm, you can rest because you trust him. When things are just turned upside down, you can rest because you trust him. Because you know he's in the midst of the storm. So you can trust him. Tell your neighbor, you can trust him. Say, you can trust him. Say, no matter what it looked like or what it appeared to be, you can trust him. Say, you can trust him. You can trust him. Let go and let God. Say, let go and let God. Oh, give him glory. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. We're going to continue what God has been bringing in this house. We've been talking about grave clothes for a while. And y'all, I believe we can talk about that until Jesus come. Amen. And, and the thing is, when Jesus comes, the natural clothes is going to be left anyway. <laughs> Amen. 
But we give God glory for this teaching and for what God is doing through this teaching because I'm finding out every time this teaching is taught, something go on right after the teaching. Something goes on right after the teaching. Attitudes pop out. People begin to say and do things they shouldn't say or they shouldn't do. So we're going to continue with this teaching. Last week I was teaching on what you put out is what you produce. And I'm going back into that because some of us don't realize the things that we put out is what we produce. That's what we bring into existence. So let's go back to, I have several scriptures, but I'm going to go ahead back to Genesis because that's in the beginning and that's talking about what God done in the beginning. And we saw that by what God done, there was change. Amen. So we should be like our father. If we want change, we should do what he's done. Jesus said, I only do what the father does. I only say what the father says. So we want to be like our father. And Genesis, the first chapter, it says, in the beginning, God created. Can you say, in the beginning, God created? Who did the creating? Who did the creating? Who did the creating? The heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. So Elohim, which you can be seated, Elohim, which is the creator, spoke into existence things that did not exist. So I want you to grab hold of that. He spoke into existence things that did not exist. So when we look at create, it means that it was something that did not exist that was brought into existence. Anything that was made means that it was already, it already existed. So God began to speak. And as he began to speak, things began to come into existence. Remember there was darkness upon the, the earth, the face of the deep. There was darkness. There was nothing there. So God expected a change. But let me tell you what God was showing me. Now, we talked about that. What you put out is what you produce. What God put forth is what was produced, is what was brought into existence. You have to understand how powerful your words are. You have to understand that when you begin to speak things in the atmosphere, things are in the atmosphere waiting. And you can walk into those things that are in the atmosphere and you're saying, I was not feeling this way before I come into the atmosphere. Now, we know that there are germs in the atmosphere. Amen. And these germs we do not see. But we know when we go in and out of places, we know how we felt before we went in. And then when we come out, we feel in a different way. So that's dealing with germs that you cannot see. So God was telling me this. Have y'all noticed that on the news, they will say different things and what they say is what end up being produced, is what end up coming into existence because words have power. So we know during October and so on, they call that the flu month. They gave it a name, so people will say that. They will say it and be on one accord when they're saying these things. So they put it in the atmosphere and that's what people begin to talk about. And that's what you began to walk into because that's what's in the atmosphere. 
So if you begin to talk about those things, you're looking for those things. You got to take your mind off the natural. Because everybody is, we're in the world, but we are not of the world. We don't do what the world does. We do not deny what's going on around us because that will make us liars. Truth be told, these things are going on around us, but we don't have to be subject to these things. Some of us are still subject to these things because we take man's word as God's word, and that's not what God said. So when man give you a word, you saying, okay, I understand what you're saying and I'm not denying what you're saying, but I'm going to tell you what the word of God is saying. But what we do, we gravitate to what man say to the point of our bodies receive it. And that's where I'm going today. We're receiving too many things that we don't have to receive, but we receive it because we feel like if everybody else have it, then I got it. You ain't everybody else. So you don't go on what everybody else is doing. You are a new creation in Christ Jesus. And when you know that you are a new creation, that means that you think on things that are above, not on things that are on this earth. Your mind's supposed to be focused on above and not the earth. The more you focus on the earth, you're going to do what the earth does. You are from another dimension. And as long as you think like The earth is thinking you will not get what heaven already provided. So God was beginning to show me. He said, words have power. But I'm going to go deeper than that, dealing with these words. Because believe it or not, when I say that you put forth, um, you produce what you put forth, what comes out of your mouth, God began to give me more on that. And this is what God began to say. Go with me to Genesis, the 11th chapter. We talked about these, but we're going to talk about them again because we're going to make them real. Genesis, the 11th chapter, y'all know this was the Tower of Babel. And the Tower of Babel means confusion. Verse 6 says, and the Lord said, behold, the people is one. That means that they were what? United. And they all have one language. They were speaking the same thing. And this they began to do. And now nothing will be withheld from them which they have imagined to do. Now understand, when you on one accord, that means you in unity, and you speaking the same thing, there's nothing that will be withheld from you. They had this concept that we're speaking the same thing and nothing will be withheld for us, but they said which they had imagined to do. Imagine means to meditate on something to purpose to oneself to have a thought. Imagine means to meditate on something, to perch to purpose with oneself and to have a thought. What does that mean? Now, they were on one accord. They were in unity. They began to speak what? The same thing. But this is the part that God said we're missing. They imagine. God said, I work from inside out, not from outside in. You have to see inside to manifest it on the outside. If inside don't have a vision, outside won't produce what's on the inside. So they had to imagine this on the inside first within, 
And while they were imagining it within, see, we're spiritual beings and God is on the inside of us. So we have to form that product on the inside. We already got it. And we're living on the outside like it's already ours, even though it hasn't manifested. That's how God works. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not yet seen. See, I don't have to see it to believe it because on the inside, I already have my reality. You have to have your reality on the inside in order to see it on the outside. You cannot receive reality on the outside until you receive it on the inside. God works from inside out, not outside in. You can speak the word of God, but if you don't have a mental picture of what you speak and before you speak, it's like nothing has happened. So you have to produce from the inside to get it to manifest on the outside. They said nothing would be withheld from them that they imagined to do. See, somebody on the inside had to come up with a picture, and that picture came by a thought. If I said dog, what you see? What color is your dog? Brown, black? You seeing what I'm saying from the inside, right? You getting a picture of what I'm saying. You taking a thought. You got to think first. That's why the Bible said, for as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So does he become. You got to think it first before you produce it. Give you an example, an architect, they get paid a lot of money. So what that architect does is, before that architect even draw up the plan, he has to have a time to think about that plan before that plan is, is drawn up, drawn out. So what he do, he'll sit there and think about it, and he, as he think about it, he's getting a mental picture of what he's going to build before he draw it out. Because he's planning it out within so that architect have already saw what he's going to build before he even drew it out. Before he even gave the plans to somebody or somebody will come to the architect, tell the architect what they want. And that architect in his mind, while the person is talking, he already done saw the building being built. That's how you get so much confidence in what you do. It's in you before you even produce it out of you. It got to be produced from the inside out, not the outside in. So whatever's in you that comes out of you is what you already produced. And some of us been producing things for years. Some of us have been so full of anger because on the inside we're raging. And people sometimes don't even know that you're raging on the inside until it produces itself on the outside. They hang around you for months and months and months, don't see anger, but they know something around them ain't right. This is what the Lord was showing me, y'all. Your body. Remember God worked from inside out? It starts with you being born again. You are a spiritual being. The real you is in your spirit, right? So when the Holy Spirit made connection with your spirit, they became one in the spirit. We are one in the spirit with God. 
But now the Holy Spirit is feeding our spirit because they are one. And the spirit is talking to the soul part of us, which is our mind, our will, and our emotions. And then the body reacts from what it receives. I want y'all to catch this. So if your body is reacting to something, it's something that you have produced on the inside for your body to go crazy on the outside. This is what people see. They see your body. They can't see your inside. Your body shows what's in you. If you got anger in you, your body's going to reflect that anger through the way you talking, through the way you acting. It's going to reflect what's already in you, what you have already produced. And the enemy knows this. He said, I have to get these things produced in you to change the atmosphere around you. If I can get it in you, I ain't going to have a problem getting it out of you because I already produced it. And this is what God was showing me. Anything that you produce on the inside, you may not say it on the outside, but your body is feeling it. People feel sickness because they don't produce the ailment on the inside. They don't have to tell people how they feel. Their body is reacting to their thinking. For as a man think in his heart, so is he, so does he become. You don't have to tell nobody you feeling bad. Because when you're thinking on the inside, your body is reacting to your thinking. Get it, y'all? Your body reacts to your thinking. I'm going to give you proof on that. Y'all know how we look to decrease our debt, right? We want to lower that debt. We don't want to pay what we always paid. And we feel at times it can be lower when they say it can't be lowered. Amen? We feel that, but everybody you talk to, they tell you a different tale. I ain't going to say lie, different tale. So when they tell you these things, deep down on the inside, you know there's hope against hope. Amen? <laughs> there's hope against hope. I know what you're saying, but deep down, got it deep in me, that there's still some hope. So I went to a certain place after they were telling me that they couldn't decrease something. So when I was going to the certain place to turn in something, um, as I was waiting to wait in my turn and I was sitting there before the lady inside my head, inside my mind, deep within, I was saying that she's going to find a decrease. I didn't say it to her, but it was deep within me. So I'm sitting there waiting on the lady and the lady was just putting stuff in the computer. And all of a sudden she said, I got something for you. I, I wasn't thinking of what she had. So she just start typing and everything. She said, I got your bill down to this much. My bill decreased $65. I didn't say nothing. I want y'all to catch this. What you create on the inside will affect your outside, whether you know it or not. Because your thinking have to line up to what's going on around you. Y'all don't get it, do you? Your thinking need to line up with what's going on around you, with what you want to produce. I didn't say nothing, but I was seeing my bill decrease on the inside. Y'all don't hear me. Y'all are missing it. You speaking outside, but your inside tore up. God said that they praise me with their lips, with their mouth. But inside your heart, It's far from me, so it don't mean nothing to me. 
All your hallelujahs don't mean nothing because your inside is tore up. Anybody can holler hallelujah, but the heart ain't right. So you can produce your atmosphere from inside out without saying anything. Because you're getting a mental picture of what's going on around you. My mental picture was decrease. Even though they were saying increase, my mental picture was decrease. I see, I see the bill, decrease. She said it was a $65 decrease every month. Why am I telling you this? Because if we don't know this, we're thinking we're doing something. If you're thinking wrongly on the inside, your body is receiving that. And that's how your body going to act on the outside, y'all. You cannot speak you're healed, but on the inside, you're saying, I'm sick. You can't say, you know, God didn't heal me. And but on the inside, you're saying negative stuff. Your body is confused. You're double-minded. You're unstable. Everything has to line up. God wants spirit, soul, and body to come into alignment. Everything, your thinking, have to come into alignment with what you're saying. There was a lady that was on her job, and in her mind, she always saw confrontation between her and her boss. And that's all she saw in her mind. She never said anything to her boss. Her boss never said anything to her, but she always saw that confrontation on the inside of her. And guess what she even ended up having? Confrontation with her boss. So what she was told was, when you change your inside, your inside conversation, what you're talking about on the inside, your outside will change without you saying nothing. But you got to see yourself on the inside the way you want it on the outside first. So she began to see herself talking to her boss. They're having good conversations. They're laughing, and there ain't no anger, nothing around them. Guess what? When she got that picture, that's what she received. Whatever you see is what you're going to get. If you see death, you're going to get death. The enemy know that I have to work with you through what you're thinking. If I can get you to think negative, negative is what you're going to have, even though you're not speaking negative. Some of us are saying stuff to people, but on the inside, we're really lying to them. We say what they want us to hear, but on the inside, we don't produce what we actually want to say. You better watch it because the enemy know what he's doing. They imagined they had to come up with a mental picture before they could produce something, bring it into existence. But actually, it was already on the inside of them. They already knew what they were going to build. So they had the confidence in what they were doing. So our confidence have to be in God and not in ourselves. So you got to get your inside right first. Don't sit in nobody's face and just laugh with them and, oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And on the inside, you already build a mental picture about that person. I can't stand them. That's why nobody don't like them. And that's what you done build on the inside. Eventually, it's going to come on the outside of you because you done built the person the way you perceive that person. Anger starts from within. Cain, when he was wroth with his brother, it started from within. 
He already saw himself killing his brother before he killed his brother. How many of y'all already saw yourself trying to strangle your husband or your wife before you done it? How many already saw yourself slapping somebody before you slapped them? You already slapped them. You need to go ahead and repent. How many of us already cursed somebody out before we cursed them out? Because we done built the product in our head. How many of us have already called somebody stupid inside before we said it on the outside? You got to think about it before you do it. And if you're telling somebody they're healed, but you done build a picture on the inside of you of death, they're already dead. Y'all don't get it? This is why Jesus told them murder ain't just going out and killing a person. Murder starts from within. This is why Jesus said out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth speak. You already produced it on the inside. It's just being manifested on the outside what you already done on the inside. Pornography. People that look at pornography so much, they don't produce the mental picture that they're actually doing the stuff on the outside with each other because they don't watch it so much. They don't need the books no more. The books is in them. It's with them, them, because they saw it so much. So when they get with their mate, the mate is saying, what's wrong with you? I'm, I'm the same person. No, you're not. You done produce the mental on the inside. Now you're carrying it out on the outside because that's what you were doing. Whatever you put before your eyes is what you're going to project, first of all, on the inside. You cannot hide because your sin will find you out because it's going to produce itself. Whatever you produce. This is why this guy, he went to... um counseling with the pastor and he told the pastor his wife wasn't satisfying him he said I'm not finding no satisfaction in my wife my wife is turning away from me so come to find out the pastor through a word from the Lord he said do you think your your wife is turning away from you do you watch pornography he just stopped he said when I was a child I used to look at pornography all the time He said, but then I just left it alone. But see, he didn't do nothing with those mental pictures. He left the books alone, but it was already a part of him. So little things start creeping up and creeping out. And his wife knew something is wrong with my husband. That's not who I am. And that's not who I'm going to become through him. So when that wife began to shut down with that husband, the husband saying the wife wasn't satisfying him because he had mental pictures in his head of what he wanted his wife to do. He already produced it on the inside. Now it began to manifest on the outside. So he had to get delivered from it. So you may be hiding on the inside of what you done produced, but it's coming on the outside, y'all. That's what the enemy is waiting for. He's waiting for an opportune time. That's what the Bible says. He waits for an opportune time. So everything that you hold him within and you got people thinking you so saved, you so holy, you so sanctified, you don't do nothing, but you already produced them nothings on the inside. But I'm going to tell you, it's getting ready to explode on the outside because the enemy is waiting for that explosion. 
You may can fool man, but you can't fool God because God said, I know your thoughts from afar off. I know the intent of your heart. I know what you're going to do before you do it because I am God. And what you're saying is not lining up with what you believe within. That's why we got to empty out. Do y'all know that when you eat a lot of food and you don't go to the bathroom and empty out, you get sick? Have anybody noticed that? You get all bloated, you get all moody, you, you just, you're just out of whack. But then when you have that release, you feel clean. Don't you? You feel like something has moved out the way. Come on, I got to break it on down. You feel like something just moved out the way and you can move freely now. You happy. That's how it is when you got stuff within you. It make you feel down. It make you feel depressed. It make you feel like something just ain't right. That's because of what's within you. And it has to come out of you. This is why God said out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, y'all. So whatever's deep within you, it's going to come out of your mouth because that's what you produce. That's what a stronghold does. A stronghold is a fortress in your mind. And it's holding you captive due to your way of thinking. So the more you think on a thing, the more that you produce in that thing, and the more the thing grows in your life. If the enemy tell you, you know, you don't look good, and you take that thought and you don't cast down that thought, then you're going to be seeing yourself not looking good, even though somebody says you're beautiful. You don't see beautiful. You see yourself not looking good. Look at the ones with anorexia, the ones that see themselves as big. But actually, we see in them as small. But when they look in the mirror, they already got a mental picture in their mind. So in the mirror, they're seeing themselves big. Y'all, this is how it worked. That's how it worked with us. When you take a thought, he said, don't take a thought. When you take that thought, you get in a mental picture and you see in it. And nobody can tell you any different. If the enemy is saying they don't like you, when you come in the room, they're talking about you, but they actually ain't thinking about you. So you keep building that thought. You building it because you producing something within. The enemy, he, he's so slick and he's so sly. He, he'll come in and keep saying the same thing over and over again. They don't like you. They're talking about you. Watch how when you walk in the room, watch what they do. Watch how they laugh. And so he's producing something from within. You ain't saying nothing to nobody. You're doing what he tells you to do. You're like a puppet on the screen. And finally, when you find out the truth, that that's not, that was not the case, you still say they're lying because you know they were talking about you. Because you don't build a mental picture. Even when you're at home, you see them in the corners talking about you. Because you don't got that picture in your mind of this is what they're doing and they're not even thinking about you. The enemy got to get a mental picture in your mind so you can begin to produce something on the outside to get somebody to believe that lie. He's a liar. He was a murderer from the beginning. He don't know no truth, y'all. He's a deceiver. He's a trickster. So he said, if I can get you to focus more on the negative than the positive, that's what you're going to build upon. A stronghold builds upon the negative, meaning that once you get that stronghold, you can't even perceive truth. Because your heart is so hardened 
that when somebody is telling you the truth, you think that they're lying to you, and that's not the truth. Give you another example of producing images on the inside. See, the enemy wants you to produce an image that's not like God. I needed to see this person concerning a business transaction, and I couldn't get up with this person. So last night, in my mind, I didn't even say anything to my husband. I was speaking to the Lord. See, when you're speaking to the Lord and you're speaking truth, you begin to build images upon that truth. So I began to have this person's name in my head and that I was talking to this person, seeing myself, talking to this person. So on the way back from Wallace last night, we had to stop to Walmart. Soon as I come out of Walmart, guess who I saw? The person I needed to talk to. I done build it up in my mind. And it got set up right there in the parking lot. What am I, y'all got to understand what I'm saying to you. The enemy wants you to see death in your family. He don't want you to see good. I don't care how somebody is cutting up. You're supposed to see good in your mind. That's what it looked like in the natural. That's not how I see them. That's not who God created them to be. They may be acting this way. They may be acting crazy, but God didn't create nobody to be crazy. I don't see crazy. I see a sound mind. And you build that image in your head, regardless of what they do on the outside, you speak life because you don't build it on the inside. People bring you negative reports because they want you to build on those negative reports. But you got to take the word of God and build an image from the word. You got to see the word. And until you see the word, you ain't going to get the product on the outside. If you got fear on the inside, you're going to get fear on the outside. But if you take inside and you use faith over fear, you ain't going to be fearful on the outside. Y'all, we got it so messed up in the church. We're trying to produce things by speaking it, but God said I work from inside out, not outside in. So until you get the inside right, the outside going to still be tore up, and you living like you all right, but you're tore up on the inside. we speaking negative. Oh, people don't know how I feel. How do you feel? Oh, didn't you tell them you? But we're supposed to do what the word of God tells us to do. When you look into a mirror, that's the image that you see, right? When you look into a mirror, when you take a thought, that's the thought you see on the inside. You don't even have to tell people because you already created that thought. How many of us, when somebody say something dealing with sickness, we see it? Quick. That's a stronghold. Anything that you see that quick is what the enemy is holding on you. If somebody say pornography and you're getting flashes of pornography, oh, I ain't fully delivered. I shouldn't have these flashes like this. Where is this coming from? Because when you're talking to a person, have y'all ever been talking to a person and everything that person say you see? Because you following that person, if they tell you it was a fight and there's a fight that had broke out and the guy was on top of the guy and he was just beating the guy. He had on all black. And I mean, I seen blood. His eye was just, do y'all see what I'm saying? Everybody see what I'm saying? 
You're getting a what? Mental picture. So when you go tell somebody what somebody else is saying, they're getting the same mental picture that you got, and guess what? It was a lie. That's not even what happened. The boy didn't even have a black eye. You seeing the boy in the eye, next day, I not even black, but you got the picture of what they said. Because that's what they perceived through what they heard. i give you another example. My dear husband, he know what I'm talking about. We were going down the road, and this daddy was getting on his son. I guess they were cutting the grass, mowing the yard, and my husband called somebody. He said, that daddy was getting on that son, and I heard him what? I heard, he hit him with something, and I heard that thing go what? Why out? I looked at my husband. I said, look at him. I ain't heard no why y'all. Where you get a why y'all from? I ain't hear nothing. So everybody he talked to, it looked like the daddy was killing the boy. That's the mental picture my husband got from within. So he shared the picture he got from within without. And then while he was talking, I was like, I ain't hear nothing. He said, they say, why out? So I guess he wanted me to hear why out. Y'all know what we do when we talk? We put a little bit of action to it and we act like it's so bad and it wasn't that bad. Because we done produced it inside. The enemy, he tried to be like God. God worked from inside out, not outside in. So the enemy wants you to produce negative death from within you because that's how your body is going to react. He wants your body to react to negative, not good. So that's why you got to keep your mind renewed to the things of God. You got to seek those things that are above and not those things that are beneath the earth. So God wants us to know, he said, you got to build it up on the inside. You have to take that word And as you take that word and meditate on that word, day and night, y'all, you producing a mental picture of who you are before you even see the product on the outside. You're supposed to receive it from within before you receive it from without. You cannot receive without what you haven't received within. So you got to take your time with the word of God. If God said by Jesus stripes you were healed, even though on the outside it ain't feeling right, once the inside line up with the spirit, the outside is going to start acting just like the spirit. But if you're moaning and you're groaning one minute, I'm healed. The next minute, I'm not healed. Your body's like a windshield wiper. Have you noticed your body, when somebody gives you some bad news, your body just droops? Have y'all noticed that? Your body come weak. Your knees begin to shake. You feel like you got double vision. Everything begin to change, right? Then somebody come back and give you good news on top of the bad news. Your body just perk right up. Thank you, Jesus. Is that not right? So what is, what is that telling you? A merry heart does good like what? But what dries up the bone? A broken spirit dries up the bone. The enemy want to break your spirit so your bones can be dried up. He don't want you to have a merry heart because that heart works from within. Whatever's happened within you is going to happen on the outside of you. 
This is why Jesus said when a man lusts after a woman in his heart, he's already committed adultery. Why? Because he already saw himself laying with that woman before he even laid with that woman. He's already committed the act. See, people think they can get over on God. This is how it works, y'all. We're right back with the adultery. Right back. (laughs) Some people say, oh, I'm faithful. I've been faithful for 25 years. I've been living off the faithfulness of God. Don't want no other man, don't want no other woman but the one I got. Isn't that what we say? But in your mind, you got mental pictures of whom you want to be with. And if you don't get rid of that mental picture, you already been with them sleeping in the same bed with that husband and wife. And rolling over and say, I love you, baby. Quit lying. Because you refuse to cast it down. You done built the product in your mind. You done went to bed with the person in your mind and act like you ain't done nothing. And when you know that you're seeing something, you're going to have to ask the Holy Spirit, where is this scene coming from? I'm backed up somewhere. I'm polluted somewhere. I need to empty out. It's coming from somewhere. I have not got this visual in my mind just to get it. Something had to happen where I build off something. You build off something. So don't get it twisted and tore up, men and women of God, thinking that you ain't never slept with nobody. If you slept with them in your mind, it's in your heart. You already slept with them. And you need to dig it up and get rid of it because that's being unfaithful. And your bed is what? Defiled. We don't supposed to have defilement in our bed. And a woman that's in the spirit, know where you been. A man that's in the spirit, know where you been. And eventually it's going to come out your mouth at night when you ain't with your wife or husband. You're going to be calling their name. What you going to say then? That's exactly what's going to happen, Jennifer Porter. It's going to be a wild from deep within. Why y'all tie y'all? It's going to be all that going on in that bed. It's going to be some wrestling. So this is why we have to get inside right. When you get the inside right, the outside is going to live right. For as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So does he become. We go to Nehemiah, the sixth chapter. Y'all remember in the book of Nehemiah, when Nehemiah was building that wall. I believe Nehemiah had to get a vision of what God was saying before he even started on that wall. Because God talks from us to us within. And when he talks to us within, we have to get that mental picture of what God is saying to us. And then we begin to speak out what God has already said to us. That's why your already is within. You have to bring already without. Y'all don't get it? Already is already in you. You have to bring what you already have out of you. But you got to build off of what's in you first before you can bring it out of you. Some of us will say, I'm sorry, but deep within, you're not sorry. You see yourself knocking them out. You see yourself doing opposite of what you're saying. Quit playing. Be truthful about it. Don't tell nobody you're sorry and you know you ain't sorry. Don't tell nobody to forgive you when you know that that ain't truth. Because within you, you're tore up. So we look at Nehemiah in the sixth chapter. Y'all know they wanted him to come off of that wall. 
They wanted Nehemiah to quit building that wall. And they began to tell lies dealing with Nehemiah. They even sent a prophet, and the prophet was lying, trying to get Nehemiah to come down. But in 6, 8, it said, Then I sent unto him, saying, There are no such things done as thou sayest, but thou finnest them out of thine own heart. That means invent, devise. This man had already produced something on the inside of him, a plan, to give to Nehemiah to get Nehemiah to come down. Ain't that something? He already thought up something, a product from within to get Nehemiah to come off of what God was doing. But Nehemiah said, I already know what you done done from within. Ain't God good? God will show you what a person is doing from within. That's why when Samuel went to anoint David and he thought it was Elab, God said, wait a minute, you looking at the outer. He said, you don't look at the appearance of a man and think that's who I chose. God said, I look at the heart of a man. See, you may see somebody that's acting tough or doing stuff on the outside that it look like they tough. They look like they can just, just chew you up and spit you out. But God lets you look beyond that and say, that's not them. I want you to take that one right there. The one that's running off at the mouth, that's the one I want you to put in a position, huh? God, surely not that one. God said, you're looking at the humble and meek one that's saying, yes, apostle, I do that, apostle. How you want me to do it, apostle? You think that's the one. That ain't the one I want. I want this one that's running off at the mouth. That's the one that's going to carry out the... That's the one I want to choose. The one that the people think I'm not going to choose because I know they're crying out in the wee hours of the morning. I know how they're saying, God, I want you to use me, but I don't want people to see me in that way. God knows. That's why God looked from within. Now, I'm not saying every toe-up person, you put them in position. That's why you got to be in the spirit on the Lord's day. But Nehemiah knew the plan. He knew what they they were doing against him. How did Nehemiah know? Because he received a word from the Lord. And he hung on to the word that God gave him. He already had the mental picture of how it was going to go. So you got to produce your product from within. When you produce it from within, you're saying, I already have it. It haven't even manifested itself outside yet, but I already have it on the inside of me. So God is letting us know today, quit saying something you don't mean. Quit making people think that you believe the word of God and you live in any kind of way. You got to get your insides right because anger is from within y'all. Anger comes on the outside when it's agitated a lot. Some people suppress their anger. On the inside, they're like a firecracker. They're like a bomb ready to go off, but they'll sit there. Yes, baby. No, baby. It's all right, baby. And on the inside, they're ready to explode, baby. They're ready to knock you out, baby. And the enemy know that because they see why they're talking to you. They see that anger. They see that rage. And when one more thing hit, everybody gets shot. Y'all don't see it? They held it in long enough. Then it comes out, and guess what? They go to product. What they bring into existence, what already existed on the inside. You got to get the inside right, y'all. 
Before you begin speaking truth even on the outside, your inside is supposed to match what you're speaking on the outside. Don't tell people what you won't do when your inside is saying, I might have to do it. But you're telling people on the outside, I don't do that, believe God. But on the inside, you're saying, well, if that happened to me, I know what I'm going to do. Quit faking it to make it. That's a hypocrite. Don't tell people something you don't believe. Tell them what the word says. Say, I'm just going to tell you what the word says. But if you're not there yet, just tell them the truth. The words say this. I may not be in that place yet, but I ain't going to deny what the word said. That's on me. So when we look into the word of God, look at Abraham. Abraham had to get a mental picture when God said, look up. He had to see how big that nation was going to be. When they called him Abraham, he had to see what God was showing him. He had to have a mental picture. Look at Joseph. When God gave him a dream, he had that dream from the inside. He shared it on the outside. And David lived his life based on what God showed him, not based on the pit, not based on the prison, but he based it upon the palace. He said, I may go in the pit, but I'm going to come out the pit. I may go in prison, but I'm going to come out the prison because God already showed me my palace. So whatever I go through, it don't matter about that. The only thing matters what God said. So if you're going through, you don't look at your going through. You look at what God said because you got a mental picture on the inside. Your outside is not looking toe up because your inside is right. How can you live your life like you're living it? Because I know what he said. And I can only go on what he's saying, not on what I see. That ain't what God told me. So you got to build upon what God is saying on the inside of you. How many is getting this? How many see what your problem is? You're building up mental pictures on the inside, but you're speaking truth on the outside, but your inside is still shaking up. Because you ain't corrected the inside and corrected. It takes meditation. It takes the word of God, the word of life. Anytime we keep repeating ourselves we're trying to make it happen (laughs) anytime you keep telling somebody something over and over again you ain't quite believed it yourself because when you believe something like Jesus I'll give you an example when Jesus cursed the fig tree it was between him and that fig tree (laughs) he saw it from afar off he knew how the tree supposed to produce because he was the creator of it He knew what it was supposed to bring forth and when it's supposed to bring it forth. But guess what? He said, that's a lie right there because when he got to the tree, he saw the green leaves on it, but he didn't see no fig. He said, you a liar and the truth ain't in you. You a deceiver and I curse you at the root. So when Jesus cursed the tree at the root, he saw the tree dead before it even died. And he walked away from it. He didn't sit there and say, die tree, die. Didn't I tell you to die? You ain't dead yet. He didn't wait to see it in the natural because he know he already seen it in the spiritual and what he spoke got to line up from what he saw. So he walked away from it and when he came back to it, what did they say? Master, the tree that you curse, it's withered up, it died at the root. And what did Jesus say? He didn't go back to say, now you remember when I saw that tree fall off. He didn't do all that. He just said, have faith 
in God. And then he say, you say unto that mountain. But you got to have the mental picture of what you saying before it's produced. It got to be in you dead before you see it dead on the outside. My granddaddy, y'all, would always say, taint so. And, and, and I got to the point, I'm like, granddaddy, I'm seeing it. How can you say it ain't taint so? Because on the inside of him, he knew it wasn't so. So he spoke from the inside out to say, I don't care what they say, it ain't so. Because he already built a picture on the inside of what was so, and he spoke what he believed from the inside out. And that's what we have to do. When you believe that you're very successful and it looked like you're getting D's, you're getting F's, you're getting all that stuff. But inside of you, you believe I am a successful person and you keep believing it. Those grades are going to change. But you got to believe who you are from the inside. And please don't tell people they smart and on the inside you're saying they dumb as they come. Tell them on the outside, you're going to make it, you smart, you are very smart. And on the inside, if they pass that test, it's a miracle. Do you know you're producing on the inside a mental picture of what you're waiting to happen? Do y'all not realize that? We wait. Let me give you an example, married women. If a woman is accusing a man of cheating on her, the man hasn't actually cheated on that woman. But the woman doesn't build a mental picture based on what she keeps saying over and over again. She see her husband cheating with another individual. And she keeps seeing him and she keeps seeing him and she keeps seeing him until it becomes true to her on the inside. So she began to speak it on the outside and say, I know you're cheating on me. Okay, she done gave him what he needed to do it. She done gave him the cheat card because she done produced it on the inside. And guess what? The enemy, by her saying what she produced on the inside, guess what? He's going to use a woman to come up to that man and treat that man like the wife ain't never treated him before. And then it's going to end up being a friendship. Y'all remember this. Friendship with benefits. And then the man's going to say, I only gave you what you said. You accused me of doing something I wasn't doing, so I just made it a reality. That's what the enemy do. So that's why you got to change your mental picture on the inside so you will see it on the outside. If you see yourself broke on the inside, broke going to be all, all around you on the outside. But if you see yourself with having more than enough, i give you an example. The word is a seed. The seed is already on the inside of you because Jesus is the word. That seed is ready to produce after its kind. I want y'all to catch this. You plant one apple seed. That apple seed begin to produce after that one seed. Is that not right? You see a bunch of apples, right, from that one seed. When you have the word of God on the inside of you and it is a seed, when you begin to take that seed and base that seed upon his word, it's going to begin to expand. And when it began to expand, it's going to begin to produce on the outside of you. Whatever you have produced on the inside, according to the word of God, that seed is going to increase, y'all. 
that seed is going to become so increaseful on the inside of you that it's going to begin to come on the outside of you because that's all you've been meditating on. The word is a seed, y'all. So whatever you meditate on, you have good seeds, you have bad seeds. You meditate on death, you're producing death on the inside, and death is going to be all around you on the outside. If you see family members dropping dead, dropping dead, and you get a mental picture on the inside of you, who's going to die next? You done started producing death on the next person. You speak in life, but you don't produce death on the inside. That's a curse that needs to be broken. Because it's running through the family. Something is wrong. We need to quit saying these things. The reason why we say them, because we already produce what we're saying. How do you think an act to get a play together? He done produced it in his head. How do y'all think Tyler Perry is so rich? He got production on the inside of him. He took production on the inside and bought it on the outside. And this is how you see all of this stuff going on. So watch what you have on the inside because it's going to produce from inside to outside. Let me tell you what the Lord showed me about this so you'll know. Go with me to Genesis chapter 30. Y'all remember old Jacob, right? He married Rebecca, but he ended up with Leah. He married both of them. And he was ready to leave his father-in-law. He was ready to take his wives. He was ready to take the sheep. And this is what he told Laban that he needed to do, take all of his sheep out. Um, He was telling him in verse 37, well, verse 35, 30, 35, look at this. And he removed that day the he-goats that were uh, ring-stricken and spotted, and all the she-goats that were speckled and spotted, and every one that had some white in it, and all the brown among the sheep, and gave them into the hands of his son. And he said, three days' journey betwixt himself and Jacob, and Jacob fed the rest of Laban's flock. So look what happened. They took all the sheep out of the flock that um, Laban took away, a far journey, and this is what Jacob was saying. He was going to produce some more of them, with the same color, even though they were not there with him. Guess how he done it? He took some sticks. He made the sticks the color of what he wanted those sheep and goat to be, and this is how he done it. When they went to feed, he put the rods right there by the water. So they made it by the water, so when they looked at those rods, that color, that's what they produced. It was within. Whatever you look at the most... It's what you're going to produce on the inside of you, and you wonder why everything is coming up on you that you don't want. You wonder why women chasing you and men chasing you because you're a product from within. Because you lusting from within. And when lust is conceived, it becomes what? Sin. Sin becomes what? Death. It's what you have already produced on the inside. How can people spot out loose women? How can men do it? It's a product from within. Spirits attract spirits. So whatever you produce on the inside of you, when you say, oh, they want me, they're panting like dogs after me. On the inside, you see men behind you lusting. Or you see women attracted to you, and that's what you get. I had one man to tell me he had this eye, and he can look at a woman, give him the eye. And they'll go home with him. Lust knows lust. They already produced it from within. 
So they already knew what they were going to get before they got to the club. They didn't have to go to the club actually and get it. It would have come to their house. Because they already produced that mental picture from within them. Why do you think homosexuals, lesbians come about? Because it's a product from within. Whatever they're building from within is what's going to take place from without because the enemy is going to put it there and say, come and get it. That's why you got to change your inside. When he put those rods in front of the water, the water was like a mirror. Every time they went and drank the water and they was mating in front of the water, when the babies come out, they come out the way that Jacob wanted them to come out and Laban was mad, say, you know, went and got my sheep. He knew it was produced from the inside. He knew how to work it. Y'all don't get it. You got to know how to work it. You got to go within you. If you want to see your children doing better, create a picture within you and see your child succeeding, see your child doing better, erase all those bad pictures or they're going to get in trouble. They're going to be drug dealers. They ain't going to make it. You're going to be like your daddy. You're going to be like your mama. No, you're going to be like God created you to be. You're going to have success. Create the picture within you and begin to speak it out of you. You're only going to speak what you created. And if you don't do that, you're going to have what you're saying. And what you're saying don't line up with what the word of God has already said. God wants us to line up, y'all, spirit, soul, and body. If you want your body to get in alignment, you got to see within you doing things that you never done before. If you can't walk right, build a mental picture of you walking right. If you ain't talking right, build a mental picture of you talking right. If you ain't living right, build a mental picture of you living right. And how do you build on the word? Whatever the word say. Have y'all noticed when you go in the word to meditate on it, it's the furthest thing from your mind? But you can tell somebody what you just saw on television just like that. Why? Because that's what's instilled in you. That's what you've been entertaining the most. If you can't take that word of God and get a mental picture, there's some blockages. And the reason why there's some blockages is because you need emergency surgery. And the only way you're going to get emergency surgery is to go to the great physician and tell him, I got some heart problems. I got some things that's going on within me, and I need to have surgery. The surgery is right here. You pull out the word of God and the word will cleanse you of everything that's in you that is not of God. We need some cleansing through this word. And we need to do it on a daily basis, not just on Tuesdays or Sundays, not just on when we're down. We need to do it when we're up and when we're down, not when we choose to do it. But we need to say, God, I need this because within me, I'm getting too many mental pictures. I got to change my images. My images are not right. The way I see apostle ain't right. We got to change it. And we change it through the word. Who do you want that person to become? Change it with the word. Don't keep saying that's that person. No, 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 no. The Bible said we're not fighting against flesh and blood, principalities, powers, 
spirits of wickedness in high places, spirits of darkness. That's what we're wrestling against. Our fight is against those principalities, not flesh and blood. Quit fighting against people. Quit saying, this person done this. No. That was the spirit that that person is allowing to use them to come against me. So when you recognize that, you begin to bind. You begin to loose. You begin to cast down thoughts that you done created within about that person. You know, when you grew up, some of us would have imaginary friends. And that friend became reality. Y'all, let me tell you how demons operate. Do y'all know God is a spirit? You don't see him, do you? But you hear him. But you don't see him. The thing that you meditate on the most within will create a mental picture on the outside. Do y'all know why you see objects floating around your house? Because you done created it within. And it done produced on the outside to become reality in your home. When we begin to see stuff, God will allow us to see in the spirit realm and let us see what's around us. But you see in what you produce. Remember the, the um, legion that was um, in that man? He was full of legions. And they said, let us go into the swine. They needed a body. They needed a body to inhabit. The enemy need bodies, y'all. So that's why he's working through your soulish realm. He need for you to act like him and be like him. His attributes are offense. His attributes are adultery, fornication. Come on, look at the works of the flesh. That's all demon. That's all the devil. So when you see people operating in that realm, that's who they're serving. So that's why you got to take the word and root up and tear down every stronghold that's holding you in bondage due to your way of thinking. Y'all, it is your mind. That gets the body to operate. Your mind tells your body what it needs to do. And that's how your body functions. When God created the body, it was laying on the ground dead. Until he breathed the breath of life in that body, that's when that body began to live and became a living soul. But if God never breathed the life into it, it would be a dead body. That's why when they cremate, do whatever they do to people, that's a dead body. That's who you recognize in that casket, but that's not them. That's the earth suit that they have while they're here on earth. And the body don't move until the soul tells the body what to do. What are you telling your body? What mental picture have you created? And when God gave me this revelation, y'all, I said, Jesus, we sitting up here trying to shut our mouths and dying on the inside. I better not say that right now. I put that out out in the fear to kill somebody. Kill me. You already kill yourself from within. Because if your thinking ain't lining up to the word of God, you're walking around here like a dead man. So we need to line up within first with the word. And as we lined up within, we begin to speak out. Whatever we have within is going to manifest out. Y'all, this is why witches do their little conjuring up. It's through words. They have to speak it. And what they speak, they have to get you to believe. And that's how your body become what it become through those words. 
So it's time for us. I'm going to say this verse of scripture we always say. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God for the pulling down of strongholds. He said we got to pull them down. Why? Because they're sitting high. They have us captured. He said by how we do this, casting down. Look at the down. Pulling down, casting down. Every high thing. Look at that. There it go. Pulling down, casting down. Every high thing that exalts itself above what the knowledge of god anything that's exalting itself above god is a stronghold and we got to pull it down and it comes through your imaginations through reasoning through meditate through pondering whatever you ponder on the most is what you're going to become for as a man thinketh in his heart so is he so does he become even though you feel in this certain way, you need to change the way you feel through the word of God. And as you change the way you feel through the word of God, then things around you will begin to do what? They will begin to change. God wants change in the body of Christ. And the only way change comes, it comes from within first. And as we get changed from within, we will begin to speak without Last scripture. Go to Joshua 1.8. Y'all remember Joshua. He was there helping who? Moses. And as he was helping Moses, we know that Moses died and Joshua took Moses' place. And this is what God had to tell Joshua first. He had to say, Moses, my servant is dead. So God wanted Joshua to know You can't be dependent on Moses. Moses ain't here. You got to get a mental picture on the inside of you that I have called you. Moses ain't here. Some of us got mental pictures of other people instead of who we are in him. So he had to get that mental picture out of his mind that Moses was still there and that the people were going to depend on Moses. No, the people are going to depend on you. So he said, Moses is dead. Now he told him, therefore arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all this people unto the land which I do give them, even to the children of Israel. So God had to reassure who Joshua. Verse 8, this book of law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou may observe to do according to all that is written therein, and then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. The only way we're going to make our way prosperous and have good success is to meditate on the word, to observe everything that the word is saying unto us. That's when we create a mental picture on the inside, and that's when we begin to speak it on the outside, and it manifests. Until your mental picture is created on the inside, you will not see the manifestation on the outside. It has to happen from the inside. Meditate, the Bible say, day and night. You got to meditate. You got something to do. You got some homework. When you go to school, the teachers do you home, give you homework. They teach you, then they send you home with the homework that they have taught you. If you're not going home to study, to show yourself approved, a workman that rightly divides the word of truth, when you go back into that classroom, you're going to look like you didn't do nothing because when they ask you questions, you didn't do what they told you to do. So how do you respond? How do you expect to get a good grade? I use my son. My son, he goofed off in school. Very smart, very intelligent. But once they hit sixth grade, you better develop a picture quick, fast, and in a hurry. 
Because everything began to change. They begin to hang with different people. They want to be popular. They want to be cool. They want to try everything everybody else is trying. They start. I'm going to tell you what happens. I'm going to give you the scenario. A guy walks into class. He got his pants sagging off his behind. Got him some nice sneakers. They untied. Flopping off his feet. Got his little uh, headphones on coming into class. Got his little step. Got his little walk. Got his nice clothes on. He think he all this in a bag of chips. You got an A student over here. Soon as they walk in and you look at them, just staring them one minute, turn your head, the devil say, that's how you need to look. If you want friends, that's how you need to look. So you don't pay that no attention. Then the guy come in the classroom again. Don't forget the book bag hanging on one side. Ain't got it all the way on the back. It's just hanging on one side. Got them, you see it, Brother Willie. Got them things on his head. Y'all, y'all men would say, oh, he cool. I like them sneakers, man. Flopping off his feet if a fire came, the sneakers be burnt up because the shoes ain't tied. But that's just how cool they want to be. So the son comes home, and all of a sudden, they look professional. They look at mama and say, mama, I don't like how I look. Well, baby, what's wrong with how you look? Well, that's not how everybody else looks. But baby, that's not who you are. But then they come home every day, and they say the same thing. So the mama fall for it. Come on, baby, let me take you to the mall. What you want to get, baby? So now they come in there stepping like the guy. So they can't only look like them. They got to be ignorant like them. Even though they smart, now they got to turn smart off and they got to act like they don't know the ABCs. Don't want to listen to the teacher. What's up, dog? I like them sneaks. Yeah, I like them too. I'm going to go get me another pair. I saw another pair and another color. I'm going to make this rock. You know, you know. You know, man, that's what's up. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. College potential. Gone down the dream because of what they saw. So every night they get a mental picture of how they're going to look. So they got to outdo the dude that just come in the classroom now. You got to look better than him now. You got to go beyond that. So they begin to look on the internet at the latest of being popular. Now it done left all the clothes. Now it got to go to the head. Y'all don't know where all this come from. Because they want to fit in. The enemy tell them you don't look good. You got to change your appearance if you want to fit in. If you want to be like them, this is how. So that's what the devil did when Jacob put them rods there to make them look like those sheep. That's what the enemy is doing to our kids. He's using somebody to tell our kids you need to look like them. You need to act like them. You'll have more friends if you do like they do. And some of us, we fall for that with our kids because we don't want our kids' feelings hurt. And then we wonder why our kid is goofing off because we're helping them goof off because what we need to do is give them a mental picture of who they are and who God created them to be. And that should have started before they got up in the teenage years because it's harder to break when they get older. So my son, this is funny. Y'all know how big that Jolly Green Giant is. He had friends. He was following those friends, loving on those friends. My son was smart, loved to read. I mean, very smart. A and B student. Got into seventh grade and began, because mama, I met some of my cousins. Who are they? Everybody cousin to you. Boy, let me tell you something. 
Just because everybody cousin, you don't do what cousin done. Mama, it's all right. It's cool. Cool. They ain't cool. Cool break the rules. So I noticed a change in my son's behavior. So as he got older, y'all, Jeremy was always talkative. He was always yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. Very respectful. During the eighth grade year, the teacher told me, <laughs> it was so funny. She said, Miss Bryant, can I see you? I said, yes, ma'am. She said, get him out of this class quick. Just get him out. I'm ready to get out myself. I'm retired, but just get him out. You got a good son, but if you don't get him out, he's going to be damaged. She said, in this class, only thing they want to do is play around, put headphones on their ear. They don't want to listen. I'm writing on the board. They're laughing. They're cutting up. I, get him out, Miss Bryant. Get him out. Jeremy said, Mama, it's the teacher. <laughs> she don't know how to teach, Mama. Done changed my mental priest. I'm like, well, maybe it is the teacher because she was acting kind of crazy. <laughs> see, see what I'm saying? So I'm looking at the teacher now thinking, I see why she retired. She don't even know how to handle her class. I let Jeremy stay in the class, y'all. See, I'm listening to my son. You know, they come to you calm. They come to you intelligent. Like they just well educated. Y'all get that with y'all kids. Like they're so educated and then you believe that lie. They become the best liars there, there is. They can tell you a lie and look you straight in your face. Before when they was innocent, their turn. Now they're like this and you looking away. <laughs> you right? They look you dead in your face and tell you no and it's yes. So I left him in the class. Then he had another teacher, very good in math, Jeremy was. And the teacher began to tell me, now we can't blame it on black and white no more. Black folks get off of people prejudice. They don't like my kids. Some people may be that way, but all people ain't that way. They don't like my kids because he's black, teacher white. Well, this time he had a black man for a teacher. And this man told me, your child got potential, but he running his mouth too much. That man don't know what he's talking about, mama. I do my work, mama. I come home and do my work. I don't understand how he teaching. He teaching the wrong way. They come up with every excuse in the book. So guess what? I didn't fall prey for that one. Come to find out, he wanted to be so much like his cousins, and his cousins already made up their mind that there was going to be dropout. They didn't care if they go to school or not. They came for the free lunch. Didn't care. So my son was following them. I guess that's called the popular crowd. So y'all, long story short, on up to his 12th grade year, he goofed off. He would make bad grades and try to keep us from knowing he was making bad grades, but we knew he was smart. This is how it got. God will use a dog to show you what your son doing when you think they're studying, right? My little poodle come in there and dropped a piece of paper on the floor, and it was folded all up neatly. I said, what is he bringing paper out of here? He normally eat paper. That paper he dropped. Opened the paper up. Jeremy Bryant, F. Okay. Jeremy Bryant, F. He got mad at the dog, y'all. <laughs> you need to keep that dog out of my room. Next time, Joe go in there, he bring me another F. I said, you getting too many Fs. Could be an E for effort, but it's an F for failure. So it just kept going, kept going. So this is 
the glitch here, y'all. Jeremy was watching another cousin, and he told me she was a girl. Mama, she don't do nothing either. We don't do nothing in class, but we pass. She barely passed in two. I said, boy, you, you ignorant. That's what I told him. I said, you ignorant. You don't know. Mama, she ain't passing either. I said, that girl is an A student. Don't let the devil fool you, Jeremy. Guess what happened, y'all? My girl was an A student. I don't know how she passed and never see her with a book. He watching her thinking that if she can do it, I can do it too. Never see her with a book. I don't know how she passing. They must have did something wrong, mama. Must did something wrong. Everybody must do something wrong, Jeremy. So I said, I'm going to go sit in your classroom. Son took Spanish for two years and failed. Two years. Sat in the classroom. All the students in the classroom, y'all, this is no lie. I'm at the back of the classroom. The woman pronouncing the words. The students passing notes on the phone. She asked them a question. They look up and speak a little Spanish, get back on their phone. She go back to the board. My son at attention because I'm in the room. Stayed in that room for about two hours. Left out of the room. My son come home. You know what my son told me? I said, well, Jeremy, what, what did the students say? They just asked the teacher, who's that student in our class? Spanish teacher told my son, after two years of Spanish, my son come home and said, Mama, I bought up my grade. I said, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. He bought up the grade. He went from a 30 to a 40. <laughs> he didn't lie. He told me he bought it up. Did he lie? So look. The teacher told my son, Jeremy, don't come back in my class. Go to a two-year college, uh, uh, you know, Catefield Tech. You can't get no Spanish. That's the perception that my son gave the teacher. He built an image on the inside of him of somebody he wasn't. And he struggled through school because he was trying to be somebody he wasn't. The friends he was hanging around went and got skinny jeans. Y'all know how big my son is? They told my son, he'll look good in skinny jeans. My son, apostle, went out a pair of skinny jeans. And my son come to his mama, say, Mama, how I look? I said, get back there and take them off. Matter of fact, take them back. Mama, this is what's in, not for you. His friends wanted him to wear those jeans to school to get talked about. They gave him a mental picture from within that he'll look good from without. You got to get your inside right. My son got so good at what he was doing, y'all, failing, that he tried to bring it to my husband. And he did fool my husband. My husband rushing to take my son to school. And I will always look at Jeremy papers, read their stuff to make sure my husband was in a rush. He said, Daddy, 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 I got to sign this paper. If you don't sign this paper, I won't be able to do whatever. My husband signed an F. Jeremy was saying, Mama, Mama, Mama. Daddy, didn't he look at my paper? He said, I said, you signed. Tell me, I was driving. 
See how the enemy will, uh, lure you into their mess? He made it worse on himself, y'all, with that daddy. What am I telling you? Whatever you conjure up on inside is what's going to come on the outside. We need to find out what our children are projecting inside. Because you're trying to change outside, but inside is tore up. Some kids may smile. They may act like they're happy on the outside, but on the inside they're hurting. So you need to search and say, Lord, what is this that's affecting my child? We need to let our children know you are fearfully and wonderfully made. You're the way God created you. Not, that's not who you are. Be who you are. Don't be followers of them. You're a leader and you're not a follower. We need to encourage them every day to let them know just because your friends steal don't mean you steal. So create those images from inside. See your children excel and it don't matter what the outside is doing. See it from within and bring it on the outside and begin to speak it. They shall make it. They shall succeed. They shall have good success. They're not who they're pretending to be now. That's not who they are. We speak bad stuff based upon what they do. We're putting it in the atmosphere. They're walking into what we're speaking. If you tell them they're going to be a thief and a robber, you done already got them to rob a store. If you tell them they're going to smoke weed, you already got them smoking weed. Don't speak what you want to happen. Speak what you don't want to happen through the word of God. God loves us all, y'all. So work on your inside. And when you work on the inside, we're still talking about grave clothes. Those grave clothes are inside out. You only wearing what's in you. And you bringing it out of you. So it's time for us to root up and tear down every stronghold that's in our life. That's not of God due to our way of thinking. Come on and give your neighbor, give a God a hand clap of praise. <laughs> Believe it or not, these teachings are long and some of y'all try to go to sleep while I'm teaching. But they're going to be a help to you when you need help. Amen. Go back over these teachings and ask God, what have I formed on the inside of me that I'm creating on the outside? Amen. Do we have any visitors at this time that would like to stand? Carlson, can you take her mic?